You know what, Jamie? Let's pop off right now. We got to get started. <laughs> we got to go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get the people in the chat. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hidden Hustle from IrishSportsDaily.com. I'm your host, Greg Flamong, and with me, as always, is Jamie Yuiyama, Mr. Jamie University, Tuesday, November 28th, and the portal is officially open. Jamie and uh, Notre Dame had a, f- a few players uh, enter the portal yesterday, some graduates um, that are going to go on to, uh, or at least enter their names into the portal. I guess they could theoretically come back to Notre Dame, although I don't think we expect any of them to, uh, but they, they put their names in. Some... Some not surprising and some a little bit surprising. So we're going to talk about that. And then um, there's there's talk of Notre Dame adding a quarterback in the portal. I want to talk to you about that, Jamie. Um, I I don't have your official thoughts on like who you actually like. We've we've kind of bandied some names about um, a little bit, but now that it's kind of getting to that time, I, I think we had need to have kind of a bigger conversation about who uh, who who we think could be a good fit for Notre Dame at quarterback. And then Marcus Freeman. Um, I guess I don't know. Not, not even a vote of confidence for Jared Parker. Just like I, I want all of them, all of the offensive staff to come back. Um, there, there is an aspect of what is he supposed to say, uh, especially when you have a bowl game coming up. Uh, but I did think he he was fairly definitive, uh, at least in my view. So uh, we're going to talk about that. So thank you everyone for tuning in. Uh, if this is your first time catching us, uh, please subscribe to the show. Please like the show. Please hit the notification bell so you know whatever it is we are going live. Um, now that we get into the off season here, um, what we do, is we, we keep our Tuesday, Thursday schedule, uh, throughout the year. Right. So that doesn't change. The only thing that will change is there are no, there are no post games and there are no morning after recaps. Uh, but there might be additional shows, you know, uh, last year around this time we did, if there's an impromptu show that has to come up some breaking news or whatever that might be, um, we'll, we'll cover that, uh, as possible. Right. Uh, I have. I have three children. I have uh, another job. Uh, Jamie is, you know, he he has he has his son. We, we can't just, uh, you know, we can't always just drop everything and do a show. But as as it as we're able, we'll record a show or we'll do some late night videos that release in the morning. So uh, you're going to want to stay locked in irisportsdaily.com and, and subscribe to our channel here, Jamie. Um, and before we get going, I want to talk a couple about a couple of our sponsors. The first of which is going to be VSRMediaCompany.com, founded by Notre Dame football pregame host and Emmy Award-winning anchor Vahid Sadrazade. VSR Media provides professional and cinematic video and photo. Whether you're looking for a collegiate or pro-level highlight reel, have a personal story to tell, or are aiming to diversify and grow your business, VSR Media specializes in short and long-form video storytelling, social media management, and website design. VSR Media also captures professional headshots, senior, and sports photos. Contact them at vsrmediacompany.com. Mention Irish Sports Daily to receive 20% off your first project. Visit them online or give them a call at 574-800-9106. Jamie, before we get into all this other stuff, did you have a chance to watch the the Notre Dame safety greatness on display with the Ravens and the Chargers? Uh, not just Kyle Hamilton out there, but Alohi Gilman as well had had a very nice football game. Uh, I mean, I did. I mean, I didn't get the the view that you did, but I I um, <laughs> I did watch. I did watch um, the game, and I, I mean, unsurprisingly, um, Kyle Hamilton good at football. Just uh, yeah. you know, uh, 
the guy who said uh, he wasn't able to cover, uh, we, we felt good about our slot beating him, even though he, uh, you know, he, he locked up a guy who ran a sub uh, for 340 from Louisville uh, in a game. But, uh, you know, uh, I think that guy was wrong. Um, this guy was probably jealous or whatever that he didn't offer Kyle Hamilton during that game. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Kyle Hamilton's balling out. And uh, I think he's going to be in the Pro Bowl this year. So good for him. And also, I just love seeing Aloy Gilman, um, you know, uh, uh, unsurprisingly, I knew, you know, he wasn't going to be a guy because his measurables are never going to, you know, excite anyone. Right. But um, the guy's just a good football player. He's just a good football player, and he was going to find a role on a team, even if it was just like special teams. I'm glad. I'm so glad that this guy's out there uh, playing right now and doing his thing. It's just unsurprising that he's um, doing well, and you know he's going to get that second contract, which is you know that's the goal of like everybody in the NFL, right? Everyone knows it's, it's yeah. the NFL stands for not for long, but he's he's going to get a second contract in the NFL. I mean, that's pretty good uh you know to have two guys like that playing safety in the nfl and obviously um you know at some point uh xavier watts gonna join him too so that's uh that's gonna be pretty nice yeah i i was surprised at how big of a deal a low he was like within kind of the their production of the game itself like you know how they do like a lot of the um kind of the hype promos the video board and, stuff yeah video board stuff yeah like he is featured prominently there um i knew he played a lot for them i knew he started but i i just didn't i wasn't you know aware of how big of a deal he was kind of a fixture there so that was nice he was seemingly involved in every play um he's very active just like at notre dame right like he's a similar type player um kyle hamilton is you know i have my bit on him and, and it's, it's all fun and games he he is truly a phenomenal phenomenal football player i mean he he is such a is such a um, important piece of what their defense is. I mean, they might have one of the, you know, one of the top three defenses in the NFL, and he is basically he makes a lot of that work, which is the where he is. You know, he at one point he's playing the the Thomas Harper role. Another point he's playing the GJ Brown role. Another point he's in the box playing like a JOK role. I mean, he is everywhere. You never know what he's going to do when he comes on blitzes. He's just an absolute just firestorm uh incredible player incredible player um you get to see that in person it was really nice really um, wish he would have got to play for al golden to be honest yes yeah i mean i was because... thinking like i and i was thinking about this defense too like imagine if kyle hamilton was thomas harper I mean, yeah it would, it would just be it would just be an incredible incredible uh thing there um in the chat everyone's kind of talking about um first of all anthony rezak we should we should um we should talk about him. The twin, the twin of Teddy Rezac, the, the Notre Dame commit at linebacker. He's a preferred walk on at quarterback. So he he just committed, uh, announced his commitment to Notre Dame. So so the two Rezac brothers are going to be um are going to be on campus. Uh, CFB Hertz notes that he's a preferred walk on, according to Christian at Irish Sports Daily. Um, what do you want to talk about first, Jamie? Do you want to go into the portal stuff? You want to go to the quarterback stuff? Or you want to go to the uh, Jared Parker uh, comments from um, Marcus Freeman? Which which one? Let's get the let's get the Parker stuff out of the way because everybody, whatever. And I don't want to like that to linger. So like, let's just okay. get on to that. Um, yeah. So so uh, so 
Marcus Freeman was asked about there was a report. Um, uh, I guess sort of a report, not even a report. Someone tweeted. Uh, someone tweeted out that uh, he he uh, Brennan Marion, uh, OC at UNLV, who's kind of a hot name out there. Um, he was linked to Notre Dame in some kind of way. He had heard that Notre Dame had reached out. We don't even know when this was. Could have been last year, you know, uh, when they were looking for an OC. Marcus Freeman was asked about that. Marcus Freeman said, I, I don't know who that is. Uh, so he said, no, like that's not going to happen. And then he alluded to the fact that he wanted uh, he wanted the entire offensive staff to return. And he noted the consistency. He wanted a consistent uh, kind of uh, system in place. Uh, continuity was another, another word that he used there. Um, so, you know, there, there is an aspect, like I said, at the start of the show of, of kind of coach speak in that, but also I, I think that he, he, he was fairly definitive. Um, and what, what's, what's your, what's your take on that, Jamie? Just the fact that it looks like it's most likely that he's going to move forward with Jared Parker as the offensive coordinator. Well, one, I, I think what you said earlier too, what's he supposed to say? What's yeah. he supposed to say there? Yeah. You know what? I'm, uh, I'm going to replace uh, we're, we're firing where I'm, I'm announcing right here. Uh, like, no, like he was never going to say that he's never been one to throw um, any coach or player onto the bus. It's not his style. And frankly, I, I deeply respect it because we just obviously came from an era during the Ryan Kelly era where, I mean, he had done that, not as much to coaches, more to players, but he has certainly done that. And it's always a bad look. It's always a bad look, and I don't even care if that's um, if it's pros. It's it's just not a great look, you know, to to to, to do that because you can handle that stuff in house. And he, I mean, that was the kind of thing. Was everyone used to talk about? Oh, Brian Kelly was this politician, but he was frankly bad at that. Like he was just yeah, he was. bad at like um, uh, revealing uh, too much, right? So um, I, I think that. You know, based on all that kind of stuff, I just want to say, like, I appreciate how, uh, you know, Marcus Freeman ha handles that. And then obviously, too, and I think it was right, like, obviously, John Bryce, uh, who's a great reporter, obviously works for Irish Sports Daily and Football Scoop, uh, or worked for Irish Sports Daily, now works for Irish Illustrated and works for Football Scoop. Uh, you know, he asked about, of course, because that report was out there. It was good. And then he got that comment on the record. So that was great to ask ask about that. But it also was like one of those things. It was like that reporter from Arkansas pointed that out. It's like Parker's still the OC. Like, so he's doing that and kind of speculating about it. And if he heard it, he heard it, whatever. But it's mm -hmm. like, of course, it's just like one of these things. It's just like, it just is, it just, a, it was just a horrible look all around if that's the, the case. Right. So um, I, ju I just think right now that obviously, um, you know, you know, what, what happens, not everyone is going to be back. That's just to be clear. And I'm not Are saying you talking about the staff, the staff, okay. because okay. it's not how it's, it's not how it works in college football ever. Like it just never, and it's not even going to be like guys getting fired or whatever. It's just that, especially when there are things that don't go as well as you wanted and we can point to the numbers and say all oh, these numbers were great and all, all this th these raw numbers were great and there were certainly uh, there's a lot of encouraging stuff from the raw numbers right um and and, and from the opponent just numbers too but 
you know, as was mentioned in, in the thing, there was those games, the big games. That's the reason why they are, um, they had three losses, right? Yeah. So I, I think that uh, there's going to be stuff to where it, it's, it's not even just where uh, Marcus Freeman isn't happy. It was like, these guys aren't happy because things aren't going as well as possible. And someone's going to leave. Someone's going to, you know, either whatever, there's going to be changes. There's going to be changes. And, um, you know, whether that's Jared Parker now or later on, like, I mean, I totally get why he would say like, yeah, I, I would give it. And, and to be honest, Freeman brought up a pretty good point about how the defense sucked at Cincinnati the first year that he was there. And I don't think it was his fault. It was like the talent that they had and kind of, they were taking over kind of a rebuilding situation, but yeah, he easily could have been let go because the defense yeah. sucked that first year and then they got, they got better. So um, that is kind of like something that, I mean, I mean, why wouldn't you take your own personal experience into account there? Um, but frankly, just based on everything, like I saw someone put a post in the comments that uh, no one would hire Jared Parker, uh, you know, or, 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 you know, most power five teams wouldn't. I think they would, to be honest. Like, I, I think actually a lot of teams would, especially when given the numbers. And yeah. I don't think they're touting the these numbers. Part of the reason that they're touting these numbers is like, this is the highest points per game for this. This is whatever. And yeah, everyone knows that it's like skewed because of those games. But still, those are things. That's go look at any team's website when they when someone gets hired or just their bio, it's all of that stuff. It gets posted yeah. on there. So like Jared Parker is a, is a guy that you could sell to your fan base. You know, you could sell, like, look at what, look at this, look mm -hmm. at that. Like there's all of this kind of stuff. Right. And really like part of it too, with Parker obviously is the circumstances under which he got hired. And that has influenced a lot of people which, you know, fair or unfair, that's just kind of how it is. Um, but I just don't know what, uh, like, doing anything or making a decision right after the season, especially when you're telling those numbers, like, that doesn't, like, it, it just wouldn't, especially, too, you're trying to get quarterbacks, you're trying to get all this stuff in the portal. It makes no sense to even just do anything right now. So, yeah. like, even if he was going to do something, um, it would – it would be bad for the program to make a switch right now and just be like that. Um, like it's different than when chip long and, you know, it was leading into the, you know, the 2019 bowl game and they made that switch because there was like internal factors that was like, this is a problem within the staff. Right. And it obviously wasn't performance based that, that, right. that would happen there. So it's, how it would look just outside of the program and how it would look to recruits coming in and all this kind of stuff. It just isn't a smart thing to do. I I would say that I don't know for sure whether or not, like I, I certainly think that means there's a way better chance of him coming back. So, so this is to Westward Manor's question here. Yeah. In your opinion, do you think an OC's change is still coming? Um, I think it makes it a lot less likely, a lot less. Yes. Um, because the other part, too, is like, and I've been trying to kind of talk about this, and I think that people are are looking at it in kind of a vacuum of 
does he deserve to be uh, let go? Yes or no? And it's like that the decision isn't made in a vacuum. There's all these other there's all these other uh, aspects that need to be taken into account. And you have to have who's the obvious replacement? Like, who is it? You know, yeah. and and so you you replace him. OK, well, who who's coming in then? Who wants the job? Who can you think you can get? Who who does Marcus Freeman believe uh, believe in more than than Jared Parker? Knowing like Marcus Freeman has all the information and we don't have all the information about how they view how the season went, why things went the way they went um, and so on. You know, like you said, Jamie, there is there is a there's the raw numbers. There's the uh, analytical numbers and there's the, you know, things like EPA per play, which is like 12th in the nation. There's things like uh, scoring offense, which is ninth. There's things like uh, average yards per play, which is 10th. There, there's like they have very good numbers there, but there is also how they performed against Ohio State, which actually, if you look at how Michigan's offense played against Ohio State, it's pr- pretty much the same. Yeah, right? it, it like you could you struggle against good defenses, like that's true. Okay, that that's a thing that happens, right? Uh, so basically, Notre Dame had more first downs than Michigan did. Notre Dame had uh, more total yards than Michigan did. They averaged better yards per carry than Michigan did. Um, the one thing where Michigan – Michigan was 3 of 12 on third down against Ohio State. Notre Dame was 5 of 10. The one thing that's different is Michigan was 3 of 3 on fourth down and Notre Dame was 0 and 2 on fourth down. Honestly, if you flip those two, just those two stats right there, we're probably talking about Notre Dame winning and Michigan losing. And that is the big difference. But that has been kind of a problem with, with Jared Parker, and we've talked about it a lot, about having those winning plays – on uh on fourth downs now in that game right you call a quarterback sneak on fourth and one it's not the worst call ever no one's gonna really say like oh you you, you shouldn't have done that uh you you they call the play action rollout on a, or a play action pass on fourth and one sam hartman should get the first down he doesn't get the first down i, I can't put that on the feet of jared parker right so there's that piece of it um bad performance at louisville bad performance at clemson um and and for whatever reason, they just they weren't good performances. Bad performance at Duke, even though you came up and, and won the game, right? So yeah. there is a an eye test aspect to this, right? And, and especially for us, we've talked about it a ton. But you know, if we had known these numbers going into the season, this is where Notre Dame's going to be in these metrics. You would have said a home run, hundred yeah. percent, killed it, right? And it didn't go the way it went. And so for me, like, make the change or don't. I, I, I it, there is enough of a case. It's not like they're sitting there, like you know, people say BVG, right? BVG sitting there at like 60th in yeah, F. It's, it's not completely the same. different. Yeah, it, it is, is completely different. 100% just, agree with you. And, 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 and I think, and I think that people are, are a little too overboard with he's completely terrible or it was completely, it was not, it just wasn't. And, and, and we have to be honest about that. And so, look, it, it's a big decision for Marcus Freeman. It really is. And and I'm not saying it's correct. I'm saying I understand. And that's and that's kind of where it is with that. Um, going forward, like you said, there are going to be changes on the staff. They're just that's just 100 percent, right? There are always changes. Um, and so, where where those changes come from, how he adjusts to who's going out and who's coming in, um, is going to be a big deal. Um, and I will say, like, he has put a lot into Jared Parker here, and it was kind of the risk you run when you hire him. 
Because if, it, if you have a season like this where the metrics are good, I test not, you go nine and three with Sam Hartman. What do you, what do you do? You're yeah. kind of in a rough spot. And, and so I think you, you just have to, you just have to go with it. Um, um, go ahead. Yeah. And just to kind of add on what you're saying is like, the main thing is that if you're going to, if you go, if you go and you say, okay, we want to, um, we're going to stick with Parker, whatever. Right. And, you know, like you said, there's a lot of reasons where you could, you could argue for it. Um, here's what I would say of like, one of the things with Al Golden from his first year to his second year yeah. is Al Golden addressed all of the things that were wrong about his first year and course corrected those. And that is why it's not just the, Oh, guys are more familiar with the system. It was he. And then the staff took an approach to say, this is what we did wrong last year. This is where, why weren't we good at these things? They looked at that. They changed. And then they got like, became like, they went from horrible to in like red zone to elite, Mm. like dead last to fourth in red zone touchdown percentage. Like that is insane. And obviously the players were better in general and players developed and all that kind of stuff. But it wasn't just that. And part of it was like, you know, in this was, it was slight change, but Max Bulla was in charge of red zone. Obviously the guy did a fantastic job, you know? And I think all that kind of stuff is like what you're looking at with like, if I'm looking at Jared Parker, cause you could say all these other things were like, this was good. This was good. I want to look at all the things that weren't good and say, how can we get better? And it's obviously some of it's got to be internal about Parker and the other guys who are there. Some of it is you got to get other, do we need to get other voices in here to help with this specific thing so third down like yeah. they were you know they obviously started off when when it was the the going was easier against the easier opponents they started off great on third down in october they were 97th in third down uh percentage right like and you pointed out from that one uh, string of games they were like iowa level bad yeah. right like yeah that can't that is basically the reason why they lost those games you know, it's because of how bad they were on third down. And it's just like third down and red zone. It's and they were good in the red zone all year, actually. They they finished top 20 in red zone touchdown percentage, right? Like they produced there, but it's like it, and if you look at their like points per drive, they're 11th in points per drive or finished 17th in points per drive, right? Which was like up, obviously got boosted because of the last couple of weeks they just killed these teams, right? But so that that you know got kind of boosted from there. But still, they're 39th in long drives, right? So anything that's like from, you know, like the 20 to whatever, right? And why is why are they that? Well, they can't convert on third downs. Mm-hmm. You know, they can't convert on third downs. And that is like one of the things. It's like, I don't care what happens with the staff next year. You better figure out how to get better on third down. That is a priority number one for the offseason season. Yeah, some of it's on the quarterback, some of it's on the youth of the players, and that's going to help too. But a lot of it was scheme stuff. I thought they did a better job in these last two games. But look at the defenses were worse in this, especially Stanford was bad. Yeah, I mean third down and being the ability to get out of bad plays. That was another one. That was another big one where yes. it's just like that it was. It hurt them in many many instances this year. Um, there is some context too with the defense and uh, 
and and um Al Golden to be fair though like he had basically everyone come back with the exception of Foskey and Adam Alola right yeah but all those linebackers are back the entire secondary back you got Ben Morrison you got Cam Hart like all those guys returned Offense, Bracey, they, Bra- Bra- Bracey, they Bracey, but you you replaced them with with Thomas Harper. You know, like yeah. like they got a good portal addition there. Offense, you're losing all. Looks like you're going to lose Fisher. You are losing Carell. You are losing Tyree. Um, you're losing Estime. These are these are major losses, right? You're losing your quarterback, so you don't you don't get to just build on what you did last year. Like I. I think, and I think I said this on the on the morning after show. If this team, this offense, had another year, I think I think you'd see a, a big jump in, in in basically every aspect, like everything that we're talking about. I think we would see a huge jump. And the and the funny thing is, it's like of all the people that are leaving, right? The only one who doesn't have any eligibility left is Harper, right? Everyone else that's gone. Is they have, you know, Audric could come back. Alt could have. Fisher could have, right? Tyree could have. So, you know, you 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 look at that and the people are leaving the program. They're not going to get to actually build off of what they did this year. And that's a major difference with the defense. And uh Al Golden has a track record. You know, he does. You you can look at that. It's like, you know what? I have a little bit more confidence that he's gonna be able to do this. It is an open question with Parker, and uh, there's a there's a there's a question here from I think uh, TB12 hashtag Tom Brady. Don't appreciate that, but that's fine. We, we the, the Tom Brady thing is fine. Is this um, actually Tom Brady? If it is Tom Brady, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, uh, truly, 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 uh, Michigan's a bunch of cheaters, but that's yeah. that's okay. Uh, don't you think that if Freeman keeps existing coaching staff intact for next year and has another disappointing season? Uh, he's jeopardizing his job security. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Which is something uh... that he think about with whatever. That is a hundred percent. Which is why too. It's and which is why I mean we said this on previous shows before, but like that's why it's not as simple as like it's easy to say okay, run it back. It's one of the reasons that Freeman, you know, when he mentioned that oh, you know, in his year and they finished ninety six in defense or whatever, right? Well, he got to come back and, you know, Fickle got to keep him because that was year one. Yeah. That was year one. And if Parker did this in year one, I don't think anybody would be like, I mean, there might be people who are frustrated, but no one would be like going insane about him getting fired, you know, like, Mm -hmm. because it's, it's different. You'd say like, whatever, like, even though there were some people calling for like Al Golden to be let go after last year it wasn't like a huge loud chorus right it was not even a vocal minority right so and it was just an assumption it was like okay well let's see what happens year two and then obviously you saw what happened year two and so it's part of it and now it's because and then the other thing is that i mean they're very close to really like if dj brown catches the interception against uh um, think they won that Ohio State game. The record's different and all that kind of stuff, right? Like even in these other games, you look at it, you'd probably still be like, well, they were in contention in the playoffs. Like all that kind of context, context goes into it, right? And, you know, 
Freeman knowing that it's like, okay, well, like we got to, I mean, it's 12 teams this year. We got to make the playoff. Like Mm -hmm. we got to make the playoff. I came to a program that was making the playoff and then we're, you know, we, if we don't make it in the first three years, especially when they expand it. Yeah. That there's a lot of pressure on it. So all that kind of stuff goes into the decision, but you know, you, I mean, that's why, you know, Marcus Freeman is getting paid a lot of money because he's got to get, he's got to make those decisions just like he's got to make a good decision with, um, you know, the strength and conditioning hire. That's going to be a big one too, that, uh, you know, probably isn't really talked about enough, but that's going to be very big. Yeah. So, I mean, look, at it, it, it's, it's a big boy job and these are big boy decisions and, and you got to make them and, and you got, you got to stick to them, you know? Um, but uh, kind of, I'll further answer the question. There will be someone who leaves the staff on offense. I almost guarantee it. I don't know who it is. Like I don't, and I don't have Intel on that. It's just that it, that it always works that way. It, it truly does. And I, I don't see everyone uh, sticking around um, and that's fine. And then you got to go make a hire. Uh, but on the main, if he sticks with Parker, um, third downs. Uh, but, but that's the thing. Like, third downs, yes. Getting out of bad plays, yes. But also, you're dealing with the new two new tackles. Yep. You know? Uh, you're dealing with two new tackles, new quarterback. We don't know who that's going to be. Um, and I guess speaking of that, Jamie, uh, speaking of who the quarterback's going to be, um, of the names you've heard, right? Like, I think um, – uh, Howard from Kansas State. It sounds like he's been ruled out a little bit. Uh, Cam Ward has been thrown around. I know he went into the portal today. I think that's just a name that people say. I haven't heard him connected to Notre Dame at all um, no. in terms of just like, yeah, Tyler Borgman asked, is Cam Ward a name we were hearing? I'm only hearing it from people bringing him up, like yeah. people in on our message board or on the chat or on Twitter. Um, I don't hear him really connected to Notre Dame. Riley Leonard is someone that we hear very closely connected to Notre Dame. And I've talked about him a lot in terms of, I think the type of quarterback that he is fits what Notre Dame wants to be. Now, that doesn't mean that he's good. And it doesn't mean that he's going to uh, be a good fit in terms of like, he will solve the problems of the Notre Dame offense, whatever they may be. But, uh, what is your take on Riley Leonard? I'm interested to get your your thoughts on him. I really like Le- Riley Leonard. Um, I think uh, his best football is in front of him. I think that he didn't have a good situation at Duke in terms of like uh, the skill talent around them. Like none of those receivers are going to play in the league. None of them. None of the no tight end. Um, the backs are fine, but they're not like probably not NFL guys. Um, you know, they had a, a a decent line, right? They have a couple guys that I think, you know, could, I mean, certainly um, Barden is the left tackle, but like people forget, like Barden didn't play in the Notre Dame game. Right. right? It's a pretty big loss yeah. in that game. And that was, a, that was actually end up being huge for them because obviously Notre Dame, you know, really killed them with stunts and stuff in that game. Uh, that I think their tackle struggled with. Um, I think, you know, you don't judge him based on what happened after the Notre Dame game because he was playing on one ankle. Um, And I wouldn't even judge him too much based on what this year period, I thought, although he did look good, but 
if you want to say like, ah, oh, man, he only had like 50% completions against uh, um, Clemson, go back and watch the game. Like watch the actual film of the game. He played really well in that game and yeah. not just running. And obviously running, he was a big factor, but like he played well. He threw the ball away when he was supposed to. Um, he was good. And I, he's a good player who's, if he gets in the right offense, I think he's going to be fine, which I think like, that's another reason why I like him as a fit for Notre Dame. One, I think he's an athlete who can do a lot of some of the stuff that uh, Ian book did in terms of like, you know what, like it's third and six here. We just, we need to move the chains. Like, and guess what? That first read's not open. And like, or, or first, you know, his progressions aren't open. Like he's taking it. If it's there, yeah. he's going to take it and he's going to convert. Right. Like, that's big. Also, just like having the option of like teams have to prepare for someone who actually is you can use as a runner. And he's a big guy, too. Right. Like he's not a small guy, so he can really uh, be used in a lot of different ways. Um, and I think, too, he's comes from a pro style background. So. The reads and stuff are it, it's not going to be foreign to him to walk in like it was it's. It, the adjustment for a guy like him comparably to what Sam Hartman, it's not even a comparison. Like it, yeah. it, it would be much easier adjustment for him. And that's too, like kind of like going back to Cam Ward, like Cam Ward is a, is a pure air raid guy. He's only played an air raid. Right. So before that, I believe he was an incarnate word before he was at um, um, Wazoo. And I mean, he was just an air raid guy. And, it's not that you can't air raid guys can't play in another system, but it's usually not the easiest transition. It's far different. Um, you know, everything, just the structure of the offense and what you're doing. Um, I mean, even like Patrick Holmes did play his first year in the NFL. Uh, and obviously he's just like a freak of nature in terms of his talent too. Mm -hmm. um, but there aren't a lot of air raid guys who've succeeded in um, the NFL, you know, in pro style schemes. Um, and I just, I don't think like, uh, air raid guys in the right, you know, if, it, if we were there running an air raid offense and that was the thing, that would be fine. But I just don't really think like he is like a perfect fit in that way. And especially because of just what happened with Hartman and how you're like, man, that was like a tough adjustment. I don't really see it. Um, like if he's on the list, he's further down the list, in my opinion. I mean, I, I I don't think you can even include him. Like if other teams want him, then if you don't think he's a fit now, you like if you're not on him now, you'll never you won't get him. That's not worse, right? Like you need to be on the guy. So uh I, I don't think Cam Ward is going to be a possibility. Uh someone mentioned that that there's other there's other teams that are in for him, you know, in terms of offering him, offering him like NIL deals and that sort of thing. Um, and so I, I don't see Cam Ward as a possibility. And I, and I agree, like scheme fit matters a lot, right? He does. And, or it does. And, and I think Riley, Riley Leonard is the best scheme fit for them. And, and I don't think Cam Ward is, and you look at Sam Hartman, I've been thinking a lot about him is, you know, people have been making the, uh, the you know, the Drew Pine thing, which is dumb. 
Uh, it's people shouldn't do that. You can't. Do, I don't think you should just look at stats with Sam Hartman because the thing is, is like yeah. Sam Hartman as a thrower, like man, he he can really throw it. Like he 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 can do things with with the football that are just like man, that's that's pretty special. But at the same time, like you do have to be a quarterback and not just a thrower. And I think that's what Sam Hartman was. And and you know, you you I think you assume oh we'll put him in our system and it'll it'll translate immediately and it doesn't right and it and it didn't and that was what we saw like there are some times when it's like you know the the interception this last interception that he threw in the in the Stanford game like it's a perfect example of like on his back foot and just tries to throw it just tries to like wing it in there and like no you can't make that pass like that can never you can never throw that ball. Yeah. Um, and so Hartman is kind of a thrower passer and Notre Dame needs a quarterback for their, their system. And, and I think if Hartman had another year, he, he would grow into it and he would, he would improve there and he would make strides, but he doesn't. Um, and so that's why I think Riley Leonard is a better fit, um, especially over someone like Cam Ward, who is a good football player, but maybe at, uh, you know, maybe at Washington instead of at Notre Dame, just throwing out a school that people are talking about. Uh, Washington and Oregon are in the are in the market for a quarterback as well. Um, someone that Notre Dame will not be throwing to is Chris Tyree in 2024. Uh, I, think, I think a lot of people looked at it initially, just the first take is like, wow, that's surprising. Didn't see that coming. Um, but if you dig deeper, I, I think it make it does make a little bit of sense for him. Yeah, I think it makes total sense. Um, and not that they wouldn't want him back, and that he for sure really they, help I, them. I think they did. They did want him back, right? They did yeah. want him back. And um, I think out of the three guys, he's easily the guy that. I mean, I, you know, no disrespect to the other guys, but I think they're completely fine with those guys leaving. And mm-hmm. um, you know. It, Tyree has a chance to grow more and get even better. And obviously he was huge for them this year, especially with all of their injuries. Like yeah. he, he did, he hit every check mark that I think every kind of any person's expectations for him this year, he checked those boxes, right? Like he, he provided that explosive, uh, ness. He pr- highly productive, on his number of targets did, you know, I mean, obviously as a, as a punt returner, it wasn't the greatest decision making, but he, he took one back to the house, which was a big one. Right. And that kind of stuff does matter. And I think even if you look at the course of his career, was he a star? No, but he provided, he had a lot of big moments. He had a lot of big plays. He provided like explosive ability, especially when he was healthy. And, I think he would have been valuable, but at the same time, even in the last couple games, and I don't blame them for this, but he he didn't like emerge as like, okay, now he's going to be like getting 50 snaps a game. He was like 25 snaps, splitting reps with phase on great house was in there as well. Uh, Obviously like, you know, they're when they're going 12 personnel quite a bit and 13, like, He's not on the field, like all of that. So, I mean, he wants to go somewhere where he's going to play a lot and get way more targets and have a more chance because he wouldn't get drafted 
after this year. And he wants to have a shot at the NFL. And maybe he will yeah. get drafted if he goes to the right place. And hopefully, like, I think he is going to choose wisely and choose the right kind of place for him. Like, you know, like how Drew Pine chose Arizona State probably because it was like the best power five school that offered him. It was like, well, this is a bad situation and you shouldn't choose this. Like you should have went to Memphis or whatever. I'm not, I'm, I don't know if Memphis is interested, but some place that was better suited, you know, for him to have success. And I think Tyree will probably pick the, the place that's best suited for him to have success. And I hope he does because uh, obviously he was really good for Notre Dame this year. It sucks that he's going, uh, but I mean, I think they'll be fine without him because I mean obviously if you're not excited about Jordan Faison get excited about him because he's talented I think he probably has more potential as a as a punt returner obviously he's a guy who's already making plays the freshman yeah impressive impressive stuff for him um you know after the catch and his slipperiness and then also it opens up things for great house in the slot it opens up thing with you know you got to think about like Mitchell Evans coming back you got to think about other like tight ends you got to think about um certainly Jaden Thomas. Maybe this is I think that, I think they want to spot. move Jaden Thomas back inside. That's my opinion. And I think there's I think that's another one where it's yeah. like you, you got to worry about that. Um Logan Saldate is coming in. And yeah, he's probably gonna be a slot guy. You have all the tight ends. And that's the other thing. Like there was um there was uh there was a play in the game. Well, on one of Tyree's, uh, one of his catches on the side, I think it was his first one on a little corner route. And they were actually in 10. They were in 10 personnel. The two slots were Tyree and uh, the two slots were Tyree and Faison. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, that's a nice little situation that Notre Dame uh, got themselves into there. But how often are they going to be in that? You know, they have so many oh, tight ends. Uh, yeah. they, have, they, have, they have so many guys that they, they like to play heavy. They like to be in 11. They're not in that a lot. So if Notre Dame's in eleven and you have one, you have one slot guy out there. There's there's one spot for Tyree, Faison, Great House, and Thomas. Who, yeah. who like you, you can't have them all on the field at the same time, right? So and I think he sees that. He says, you know what? Let me go somewhere where they're in ten a lot. So that wouldn't surprise me if it's like you know what? Let me get in like a spread or some or some other uh, type offense there where like hey they they've had four wide receivers on the field all the time. And let me get there. Or maybe they don't have a ton of slots and they're an 11 team. Um, that's what I could see working out for him. And, um, you know, it, like you said, snaps snaps for him are more important than anything. Yeah. Uh, Zeke Carell also into the portal. Uh, I kind of saw this coming. Uh, frankly, I, I didn't know that he'd go in the portal. I thought he might just retire from the sport given the, the concussions because yeah. I know he's had a couple. And, um, and that to me, when he went out with the concussion – and then didn't come back against in the last two games. It's like, man, is he really still in protocol or protocol? You know, like, is he really, or is he, is he just saying, you know what, I'm going to shut it down. And th this is the end. Um, seems like he did shut it down and it was the end, but not the end of his playing career. Um, so that's where he's going to, to be um, there. I think we're very high on Ashton Craig. You've been very high on Ashton Craig. Um, he looked really good in the last two games, so that's going to be the transition there. Uh, Nana Asafamensa, I think we saw, you know, the the emotion that came from him, his final home game. He kind of had to have known at that point that he was going to be moving on. Um, so, look, it's it, they'll probably try to replace him in the portal with somebody. 
um, they're, they're going to be looking for another defensive end. They've had success there. They had success with uh, Javante Jean-Baptiste. So um, he's another one who exits the program. Um, uh, Rajon says he's got to go see you Thursday. Yep, we'll be back Thursday with a show. Um, you know, maybe some more news there. We'll, we'll get into more of some uh, some of this last year stuff, like kind of, kind of retrospective on the season. Uh, I saw, uh, you know, they were talking about uh, someone in the chat said Cam Ward was offered like one million in NIL. Who knows if that's true? Um, and there was another comment from someone. It's like if Notre Dame wants him, then they'll pony up for it, right? And, and honestly, like I, I do think that's true. I, I think if Notre Dame has a um, has someone that they want, like really want, and it's like, hey, I, I need a good package. I think Notre Dame will come through there. I do. Guys, Sam Hartman made money. He made good money, guys. A, a, a lot of money. You know, yeah. he did. And so I, I don't think that Notre Dame will be um, outbid or whatever the case may be. Um, I think they understand that, like, you got to pay for the things you want, right? And and especially in, in you know, in, in college football today. Um, and I think that's, you know, that's fine. Right? They, they have the means to do it. Um, and they should. Um, you you got to pay for the things that that you want, whether it's your quarterback or whether it's a, a nice dress shirt, Jamie. From uh, from ESQ Clothing, they have got their bamboo dress shirts, and ESQ is going to make it a little bit easier to pony up for the things that you want because they're going to give us a nice little discount uh, for this holiday season. There's no better gift for your husband, father, brother, son, nephew, whoever it may be. You've seen ESQ's bamboo dress shirt on all your top players and coaches. And it's the world's most comfortable dress shirt made of sustainable bamboo fibers. The bamboo shirt is naturally odor resistant, wrinkle resistant, and even machine washable. Also three degrees cooler than cotton. So you can sweat it out watching uh, games. Well, you can sweat it out uh, watching the transfer portal and who goes in and uh, and who Notre Dame is going to pick up. Uh, get ahead of the holiday season. Use ISD 25 to get 25% off your online purchase at esqclothing.com or visit God as Chicago showroom to get your perfect custom fit all right um uh, but vamos iris says we need that esq discount on our transfer portal quarterback i don't think i don't think he needs it i don't think they need it yeah, i'm just on, telling on you the they, didn't, they, they didn't get I, I, uh, a discount for sam hartman guys they they did not they, they, no. they did not get it they did not get a discount on that uh but that's that's um that's where uh notre dame is with the portal um and you know oh, what what one quick thing I'll just say about that. I mean, obviously with, with Zeke Carell, um I think they probably were pretty honest with him that he was like he's gonna have to compete for the job. And uh and I don't think he would have won the job, to be honest, because I just really think that um I think you're seeing from Craig right now, and obviously he's gonna have a, a tougher time against uh, other opponents. But physically, he can do it. You know, physically, he can do it. And the thing with Zeke Carell is he was always – there is no jump for him to make physically that he's he's yeah. going to be able to make. That's it. He is who he is. And, um, and that's really kind of like what – his limitations are his limitations. And he just was always going to struggle against really, you know – uh, tougher guys and people could say like oh well look at jason kelsey well jason kelsey's a freak like there's there's a reason why he's like the only 280 pound center in the nfl and the guy's going to the hall of fame yeah. right like there's just not any other guys like him. um 
And uh, I think with Nana, you know, obviously good for him, man. The guy's got two degrees. That's awesome. Um, and go go somewhere where he can start. And he could start for a lot of Power 5 programs, but he was at Notre Dame for five years and never started. And it was for a reason, right? Like he wasn't good enough, right? He, he, wasn't, he wasn't good enough to start. And it's not to say that he wasn't a great representative of um, – of, of Notre Dame and, and he was, and he was like a great, uh, you know, team guy and great leader and stuff. But um, there's a reason they went after JJB in the portal. And obviously that has turned out great. And, you know, they're going to have to find other guys too, because really where they're at, they're going to be young there uh, at that position. And you want to have someone who can at least play. You know, does it? I mean, it'd be great if that guy could end up being another JJB. That'd be fantastic. But I don't think that, um, you know, even that, even if you're not getting that, you have to get somebody else who can play and like be in the rotation there um, because you're just really, really young at defensive end. And it comes back to recruiting. And Mike Elson really kind of whiffed there um, for kind of many years at that yeah. spot. And then, that's why they're uh, in the position where they're at. And I think I, I will say edge is an, is a spot through the portal. If you look at like the top edges in college football over like the last like couple of years, a lot of transfers, a lot of transfers in there. So um, they'll be able to find somebody. And then obviously too, JJB wasn't seen as a guy and you saw what he did. He's obviously got the tools. You saw what he did. Um, with uh, Al Washington and Nick Sebastian and what they did for him and, and also the work that he put in himself. And uh, I think that's going to be big and I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see who they get there and uh, what that guy can do. I think that the development of JJB and what Notre Dame was able to do with him is, is pretty exciting, you know, because the guy who um, like was just a pass rusher, Limit like limited, and he was he was one of their best defensive linemen, just like and turned into like a really complete type player, you know, especially against the run. Um, so that's great to see, right? Like, that is one where you have someone who it's like it's it's really just a projection, and Al Washington made it happen, you know. So that that's that's really good to see from him, And, and it makes you think, like, when if they can get a guy who is kind of similar skill set to JJB. It's like, hey, that's going to work out. You know, that, that's really going to be a thing. Uh, Matt McCarthy says, still holding out hope for Jasheen Davis hitting the portal would be a home run addition. Um, I mean, shoot, there's a role for him, you know. I mean, he's a stud. I've taken JJ, yeah. JJB's out the door and, uh, and Nana's moving on. You want to start defensive end for Notre Dame? Uh, it's, it's one of those things you don't even have to – you don't even have to um, to like really inquire, you know, like do the, any type of back channels or anything. Like it's just sitting there. Um, so that's something that we could that we could see. Um, Thomas Harper. I so Matt McCarthy brings up Thomas Harper as well. He probably won't be drafted, but now he's a guy who will be under after free agent. Will take a chance in the NFL roster. Couldn't say that one a year ago. I mean, I do you think that Notre Dame needs to get into the portal for a nickel again? Because I I do. I, I don't. I don't think there's a natural person there. They got to get somebody to at least compete there. I think that is a hundred percent clear because 
it just it let's just say um maybe they're like okay well mickey we're gonna slide you in right and you're gonna compete there i mean obviously he was a freshman so you don't want to just give too much but he, i mean he struggled there as a freshman yeah so where is he gonna be that i mean i think it would obviously help them a lot if he could be that then you have to look at like micah bell could he be that yeah maybe but it's that's it's he hasn't played so you just don't know enough about him yet right so um i think you i don't really see anybody like even if they brought um clarence lewis back and i think clarence lewis if i mean he's a valuable player if he comes back he's because he's the guy who provides depth everywhere and he can help you but i don't think you'd want him as your starting nickel um you know like he got beat up by Thomas Harper for a reason. So yeah. I, I think you would want somebody who could come in and compete there. And I think that's um, important. I, I think that's uh, really important actually. So I mean, um, I like the, I think the only reason that people think Jaden Mickey could be a, a nickel is because he's smaller. There's nothing about his game that thinks like, I think, you know what? That's a nickel. You know, I just, I I don't, he's not that type of player, which is fine. Not everybody is, you know, Um, like, I don't think, like, I don't think Cam Hart would be a good nickel, you know, like, yeah, he's obviously bigger, but like, you could be bigger and be nickel, but I I just, he does, I don't think he's that type of player. Um, It's a physicality type thing in there. Mentality too. too, Like there's just like being, and and like the reason a lot of the time it's also a safety is because you're used to playing in kind of the middle of the field. Yeah you know, and, and being involved in run fits and things of that nature. Um, and so that's why it's hard for a corner sometimes to be involved there. Um, and that's why, you know, that's why someone like Sean Crawford, like he was able to play safety and he was able to play um, with his back to the back, back to the defense, essentially. Um, when you're just kind of, you're just out there um, in the middle of the field with so many responsibilities. And when we had Sean on the show, he talked about how difficult it is to be a, uh, to be a nickel player. Um, with so much with so much going on there so if they could add someone in that spot i think it's vital especially for al golden's defense because they're basically a base nickel team um i'm interesting i mean michael bell is an interesting kind of kind of consideration there just because he's uh you know he's smaller uh joel easton's bringing up luke talich don't see that no um he's got he's got to be like a like uh like Ramon Henderson, DJ Brown type. Um, you just, I don't see the fluidity in the hips, you know, like he's a, yeah. he's a straight line speed, not necessarily a fluidity guy. Um, don't, don't, don't see that. Um, all right, Jamie, oh, uh, I think we can leave it there. Yeah. I, one I, thing ahead. I just wanted to mention, just because coach Humph mentioned that uh, Nana was second on the team in sacks. Not that I mean sacks they matter. I don't want to say they don't matter, but in this case they don't matter. Like, well, they only had like what the the team leader had like four. There wasn't a lot of of sacks um, in terms of just what they're at, but it's like watch Nana sacks and they're like another guy made a play and it was like the quarterback ran into him. You know he's not winning on those sacks, and actually his pass rush win rate was 
2.9%. He's not a pass rusher. He's not a pass rusher, which is why he couldn't start. And, you know, because he was pretty good run defender, but he's just limited. What is And it's also one of those things where, you know, not to, uh, you know, he's young and whatever, but that's what with like Junior Tui Halamaka, he hasn't shown that he can win as a pass rusher. And that's yeah. like a thing. Like you have to be able to win as a pass rusher. And that's like a big thing. So that's what I would, even though you can, teaching someone to play the run and, and playing fundamentally sound there is a lot easier than someone actually having the traits to win as a pass rusher. People are like, yeah. man, the D line coach is doing a bad job. Why are they not getting that? You know, this guy's not doing it. It's like, well, this guy doesn't actually have the ability to win here. And that's, it's kind of like, you know, the, the receiver coach can teach you how to run a good route and he can teach it this and that or whatever. But it's like, you know, if you run a four, three, I mean, the guy looks a lot better, right? <laughs> you know, you can do that. So good coaching when you can run four, three. Yeah. Um, so John Imperial, this is a very good comment by you uh, because I was just about to make the, the, the case or not the case, but the point of Antonio Carter played corner at Rhode Island, right? Like he could be a candidate to at least compete for the nickel spot. The fact that he never talked about him. Yeah. They talked about the fact that that he never played there this year makes me think that's a no, but you never know, right? Like you never, you never know what could happen in the spring. You you get a guy there and it it could fit for him. So he's another one. So that's, that's a good job by you, uh, John Imperial. All right. We'll leave it there. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Uh, please like this show. Please subscribe to our show. Please hit the notification bell so you know whatever it is we're going live. We'll be back Thursday talking more Notre Dame football uh, updates from the portal or news or whatever it may be. And so you're going to want to stick with us there. Uh, check out irisportsdaily.com as well for a bunch of updates. Uh, have a good day, everyone. We'll talk to you Thursday. Keep hitting and hustling.